Welcome to House of Hope Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message from this past Sunday. For more information about other messages or events at House of Hope, visit www.ihope.today. Last week, um, I had a couple of opportunities to speak to a few to a few different people, and the topic of hearing God's voice came up, and and I thought, oh, maybe time to start, not time to start, time to um, go over how to hear God's voice, because the consistent um, the consistent question was. How do I know that it's God? Right? Has everybody, anybody ever um, thought that? Right? But yeah, it's like, how do I know that that's God? And I've been, I am by no means the, the um, authority on hearing God's voice. I just know that I do have 40 years of, of um, that, that wasn't funny. That, sorry, it's like, <laughs> I'm not the authority. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. You are not the authority. <laughs> Probably has nothing to do. I'm sorry. This is going to be one of those days. I only have 25 minutes left, so it's like, okay. I am by no means the authority on hearing God's voice. I do know that since I became a follower of Jesus, that I have been learning to hear His voice. And I have, and a lot of you know my testimony, and a lot of you know my, my, my process you know, when I was first saved, I was saved into a Baptist church, and then I went to a Reformed church, and then I got hooked up with a family church, and an evangelical church, and a charismatic, and blah, blah. So I've, I've tasted and seen all the just the different smatterings of, of, um, of what the kingdom offers. And in every, in every opportunity I, I had growing up, the consistent, one of the, one of the consistent traits was hearing God's voice. So I, I totally believe that God is always speaking to us because He's 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 relationship, right? God is relationship. He's not dead, and this is this is a picture of who God is even throughout the Old Testament, where where you know the prophets would taunt. Like I remember Elijah taunting um, the prophet or the prophets of, of Baal, saying, "Maybe your God is sleeping." Maybe he's actually not listening right now. Maybe you need to do something a little bit louder and a little bit, you know, just to get him to start listening to you. Maybe he doesn't actually hear you. Maybe, you know, and he's taunting. Whereas our God that we follow, and that we serve, that we worship, that we, we have relationship with, he's speaking to us. And I think there's been a lot said in the last um, few hundred years that, that has actually changed how we hear God. I remember in, in the last 25 years or so, sometime in the last 25 years, there's been a, a lot of <coughs> emphasis on where we can't know, we can't hear God. Because, you know, who are we? There's been this, there's this, this sense of, of who are we 
to, to hear God's voice. Because Isaiah says, you will not, you know, your thoughts are not my thoughts. My thoughts are not your thoughts. And my counter to that is, that was an inferior covenant. We actually have a superior covenant that we walk in, and that's a covenant of love with Jesus, and he's constantly talking to us. How do I know this? Well, let's look at John 10. I'm not going to hold this. John 10 is like a classic um, verse, and it just, it, it, Jesus is talking, so we know that it's got to be true. So Jesus said to the Pharisees, Listen to this eternal truth. The person who speaks over the wall to enter into the sheep pen rather than coming to the gate reveals himself as a thief coming to steal. But the true shepherd walks right up to the gate, and because the gatekeeper knows who he is, he opens the gate to let him in. <clears throat> and the sheep recognize the voice of the true shepherd. For he calls his own by name, and he leads them out, for they belong to him. And when he has brought out all the sheep, he walks ahead of them, and they'll follow him, for they're familiar with his voice. I'm just going to break into this. We know God's voice because we spend time with him. I'm learning so much right now on hearing voice. The voice is in my head. No, sorry. <laughs> I'm learning so much right now because we're training a puppy. And we get so frustrated because in that training, she will not respond to her name unless I have food in my hand. And even then, it's like, what kind of food is it? Is it good food? Is it worth me giving up chewing on the other dog's neck to come to you? So I have amped up my treat level. I went to Rick's the other day, and I bought a heart, a big heart, big beef heart. And I pressure cooked it, and I sliced it up into pieces. And we're using that as a training instrument. And plus my presence. So I'm teaching her what comes from me is good. And when you respond, you get nice, juicy pieces of sliced up beef heart. Has anybody ever eaten beef heart? It's actually really good. The kids were, Dan was grossed by that. I said, you guys could have tried this. I'm like, this is the cheapest piece of meat you've ever had. And they're like, no. Roger, have you had beef heart? Yeah. It was good. Anyway, rabbit trail. Don't have time for that. I believe that, that it, it's like the Father has, when we come into his presence and we start to learn his voice, it's like he's handing out things like, every time you're in my presence, you're going to get something good. And so when he calls us, Jeff, I know his voice. And, and Jesus was saying, like, my sheep know my voice because they spend time with me. The sheep spend time with Jesus. And so he needs us. He can actually go, okay, you, you, you can actually lead out, walk out, and the sheep are following him because they trust him. They know him. My goal is to get to the point with my puppy becoming an adult dog is that she knows my voice, that she is in love with my presence, and that sounds arrogant, but it's a dog. <clears throat> and she's well-behaved, she's well-mannered, and she's trained, just like Jesus wants us to be. That sounds very very being. I don't mean it that way. But we have to get to know his voice. Yeah. 
So we need to practice hearing the voice of Jesus. Practice hearing the voice of the Father. Practice hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes it's not even practicing hearing His voice. It's actually practicing just being in His presence so we know what that is. So that we know, so that, we know that when He says something or when He does something or when He moves us that it's actually Him. And we're like, oh, that's the Father I know because I, I know, I know. And it, it can be a point of immaturity for us to question, but I think oftentimes it's just human nature that when God says something to us, we go, how, how, is that really Him? How do we know that it's really Him? How do we know that it's really the Father speaking? Well, the number one thing is that we would know that it's the Father or the Holy Spirit or the Son speaking to us is that He doesn't contradict Himself in, in, in His character. Like, so we're walking down the street and, and the Holy Spirit gives us unction to give somebody a $20 bill. Well, how do I know that's the Father? Well, Satan isn't going to bless somebody with $20. He's not into the encouragement. Holy Spirit says, I want you to give a word to somebody. I want you to speak some life into somebody. Well, how do I know that that's God? Well, it's not Satan. There's, two vo- there's three voices in your head. Yours. The Father's, Son's, the Holy Spirit, so there's, there's more than three. We'll just say for the sake of argument, there's three. Yours, God's, and possibly Satan's. Possibly. I say possibly because if we have the mind of Christ, His voice shouldn't be allowed in there. Then we can actually deal that one out. And if we're actually walking in, in, in with a with a possibly. If we're walking with a victorious mindset, then we're actually not even giving place to the enemy in our lives. So it's just, we just cancel that one right out. So how do we know that it's God? What if it's not God? What if it's just me? I would, th- I would say, and I'm not going to give a huge number on it, but I'm going to say 90% of the time, it's God. Because He's actually asking you to do something that you may not be used to. Or, or you've seen provision in the past, and he's, he's going, yeah, do it again. Well, that's me. Well, so if it is you, you have the mind of Christ. You're actually co-laborers with Jesus. And you know the shepherd, and you know his voice. And so it's, it's just like there's, there's, there's too many things in place to go, it's not me. It's God. Or it is me. And God's like, yes, that's a great idea. Let's do it together because we're co-laboring. Does that make sense? He's not going to call us to do something that is contrary to his will. And, and, and some, I should say oftentimes, so sometimes when we're wanting to do something, we're going, well, that's just me. It's okay. It's, it's really okay. Unless it contradicts characteristics of the Father. How many of us have kids that have done something that is contrary to who we are as parents. Every day, right? Every day. And that's the beauty of you allowing them to be themselves. Because then they're actually developing their own characteristics and their own who they are. We can't force our kids to do stuff. We learned that a long time ago. A good 
very good anchor, anchor, or yeah, anchor. Let's just use the word anchor. A very good anchor in our lives to know if it's God is leading us somewhere is Colossians three fifteen, and it says, "And let the peace of God rule in your hearts." I'm going to say, I'm going to say that is it is a great anchor until it actually is not. Because sometimes God could call us to something and we don't have peace because our, our, our own characters are at war. And when we, do, we go contrary to what that was, that was, and I'm like, why I don't have peace? And do we say, God, why is this not working? Why? I, I, why? This isn't working. And he says, okay, go back to what I told you before. But I didn't have peace about that. No, because you're letting fear rule your life more than who I am. And all of a sudden we go, oh, fear is ruling my life. So I'm going to allow peace to come in. And peace is that anchor. And I'm going to do what you've called me to do. And oh, wow, look at that. It works. It's working. So let the peace of God rule your hearts. When I was in, in YWAM, um, a long time ago. Um, I was 18. <clears throat> I've been a Christian for about eight years. And like I said, hearing God's voice was was not foreign to me, but we, I was still learning. And we gathered, um, for those of you who don't know, YWAM is like a three-month lecture phase, and then they go on a two-month outreach. And um, we would get together weekly um, in small groups, and pray about where we were going to go for our outreach. And at that point in the history of that particular base, they had um, outreaches to Mexico and all these places, but they really felt that for our school, they wanted something different, and they wanted to branch out in different parts of the world. And um, so we would, we would gather together, and it was a small school, I think there was 12 of us, and we would um, gather together in, in this one room, and YWAM taught those principles of hearing God's voice. And so we, we, we got together and, and um, went through some of the principles and, and, uh, and then asked God to speak to us. And I'll never forget um, this particular meeting. We were in this room. And we, we listened for a while, we calmed our hearts, and we, we did some different, we did the principles, went through it, and it became kind of like a step thing. It's like, well, we've got to do this step and this step. And we're like, no, 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 these aren't steps, these are principles. Like, just, you don't have to, anyway. You know, as people, we, we often get, God gives us something and it becomes a ritual. And then we do it, and it's like, why isn't this working? That's, again, that's a topic for another um, message. But as long as and we come to our hearts and say, Holy Spirit, speak to us. Where are we supposed to go? And um, it took about 10 minutes just to quiet ourselves and, and allow the Holy Spirit just to speak to us. And so 10 minutes is up and go around the room and we appointed at one gentleman and well, this one kid. Because we weren't gentlemen then, we were kids. And uh, he goes, I don't know, I saw palm trees. And everybody laughed. Oh, of course, you saw palm trees. Ah, yeah. And, and then this one girl, she's like, I don't know, I saw, I saw white sands and waves. And the waves were 
frothy and, and big, and, and, the, and, the, and the ocean was a deep, deep blue. And we're like, ha, <laughs> And we go around the room, and every person had a similar picture that they didn't converse with anybody. It was a similar picture of palm trees, black people, waves, sand, incredibly blue skies. Um, what else was there? There's, and one guy had, he says, I woke up this morning, and he says, I can't get this out of my head. But I woke up this morning, and my alarm went off, and the radio went on with the alarm, and it was, I think it was the Dutch boys who said, you know, Jamaica, Aruba, well, you know, whatever song that was, right? You don't want to take it to, you know, he said, I, I, I can't get that out of my head. And we're like, wow, I guess we're going to, like, maybe we're praying into the Bahamas or into the Caribbean. And so we're in a, in a room sharing, and we finished that first time. We said, okay, Lord, Holy Spirit, if, if this is you, then show us what to do, blah, blah, blah. We're just wrapping it up, and the, bait, uh, the school director comes in and um, sits down, and he says, so what has God been showing you guys? He says, because God is speaking. And, and we know that he's got a plan. And, and uh, so we shared all these things. He goes, and he just, he went white, and then a big smile went on his face, and, and, he, and he got excited, and he says, I, this is a Bible, but he says, I just got a letter. He opens up the letter, and he reads it, and he says, Greetings from the island of spice, Grenada. We want to invite you and your base and your BTS to come and do an outreach with us. Um, we just felt, as we were praying, that Turner Valley had something for us. And it was just like, and it was like if you could have written it out, just... And it was the first time that a group of us, separately yet together, heard the voice of the Father, and we're like, wow. And what does that do to... Or, this is 30 years later. And I still remember it like it was yesterday. Because it impacted me that the Father is speaking to us. He is always speaking. That's just the fact. And I think we all know that. But it's, it's sometimes getting to the point where we remember that He's speaking. He's always talking to us. Like a never-ending radio, just he's always broadcasting. And if we're going through seasons that we're like, well, I'm not hearing the voice of God. I, I can't hear God anymore. And I talk to people like, oh, he doesn't talk to me. I, I'm too bad. I, I'm too. I've done this. I've done that. He, he, he's not talking to me. I, I just really gently tell people to get over themselves. Because you're not that bad that he can't talk to you. It's, really, it's just like he does. He talks to you all the time. He's that loving. And that's where, you know, Psalm 103, the benefits. It's the benefits of actually being in his family. It's benefits of being his son or being his daughter that the father's always talking. I, I, I can't think of anything my own kids would have, would, could do that I would actually cease talking to them and cease having communication. I, I know that there's parents out there who stopped talking. Kathy was Kathy had a testimony this morning. 
They'll stop talking for 12 years. They just don't. And I, and I, I get it. But that's, that's not right. That's not normal. That's not kingdom. That's just stupid. It's very stupid. Just, right? But I'm not judging that situation. Just saying. But as a father, I'm like, I can't imagine not speaking to my kids. I get antsy when I don't talk to my kids daily. Sometimes their schedules are, are so that I don't see them. Mostly Andrew. And I say to Dan, did you talk to Andrew today? I didn't see him. He goes, yep. He touched base. Oh, good. When we were at school, it was hard because he's like, I'm used to seeing them. I'm used to being with them. I believe that that's what the Father is putting to our hearts as an example. He says, I want that same connection because I'm a father to you. So I want to talk to you. Does that make sense? Is it a good reminder? I mean, like, I, I just feel that we, even as a house, as a family, things are going to be starting to happen that corporately we need to hear his voice. And corporately you come and you say, we, you know, we're going to have some gatherings where we're going, okay, what is God saying to you about House of Hope? What, what is God saying? Because he's spoken to us as a leadership. We want to know that he's speaking to you as well. And sometimes he'll speak to the leadership about something and a direction we're going to go, and he doesn't talk to anybody else. That's That happens too. But for the most part, a family unit will move together as a family. If there's major financial decisions or major life decisions in our own, in the closure household, we generally bring the kids together and say, okay, this is going to affect you. We need your feedback. May not change anything, but we need your feedback. Right? I think the Father is that way with us. And so, I want to I give you, if you're taking notes, I'm going to give you a couple of principles that I've learned along the way that, that are just principles of hearing God's voice. And yes, they're not my own. I learned them in YWAM. But they're very, they're a great way to start just to, Okay, I'm going to focus for the next month. I'm going to focus and I'm going to hear his voice and I'm going to do what he asked me to do. So the first one, called the clean heart principle. Sit down and you say, Holy Spirit, is there anything in my life that is actually hindering me right now from hearing you? Whether it's my own disobedience, maybe there's something that I did or said or done or to you or somebody else. Is there something going on that... Um, that would stop the flow. And the flow is on us. He's flowing. But usually there's something on us that is bouncing and we're going, ah, that doesn't feel good anymore. That's the epitome of arrogance. Anyway, Psalm 66, 18 says, If I cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. If there's something going on, David knew. He knew the voice of the Lord. And so he just said, okay, See that it be in Ezekiel will mean cleanse me. Right? Just quoting from the old King James. Psalm 51 10 says, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Hebrews 10 22 says, Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, full of assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. It's just. Simple, and it can be just simple. It doesn't have to be, oh, big deal. It's just like, Father, is there anything? 
I think if we keep short accounts with the Father, it's like, nope, you're good. Really? Awesome. Let's go. The second thing is, is acknowledge our dependence on the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us. Holy Spirit, we know, I know that I need you. I need you in my life. I need you to guide me. I need you. You're important. You're the... And so ask him to completely allow you to be just put into his presence. Ephesians 5.18 says, Don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. So what you're doing is you're acknowledging the need of the Holy Spirit by getting filled. That daily, and Paul said, I am continually being filled with the Spirit. It's not that charismatic practice of, yes, you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, now go and be filled no more. Right? We leak. Sometimes we leak good, and sometimes we leak bad. We have bad things, it's just sometimes we leak, and people are like, wow, there's something, but we need to be filled, that's the point. Continually being filled. So as we acknowledge the dependence on the Holy Spirit and He fills us, we have to say, I need to die to my own imaginations, my own reasoning, my own desires, and my burdens of what I feel I should pray for, or ask for, or hear of. And then he says, nope, those are good. Right? Again, these are just principles. These are just ways of, of accessing the, 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 to hear the Father, to hear the shepherd as he speaks to us. So maybe there are things in your heart that you, you, you desire. I have this idea that I want to start a business, and it's an orange peel business. And if I collect all the orange peels in the city, I can sell them back to the grocers and make money. I'm like, should I do that? Father, should I do that? <laughs> He's like, dude, you need to die to your own reasonings. <laughs> Imagination, that's a stupid idea. Oh, okay. Well, that's brilliant. We should do that. Because I'm going to grade on that, and that stupid idea is going to make you millions. Right? It's like, so we have to be willing to come to him and say, I have this great idea. And you're like, yeah, just, just hold off on that. It's like that. No, I'm not going to tell that story. I'm going to. So, number four is deal aggressively with the enemy. He's not going to do that. And we, we talked about this earlier. Like, he, you're not going to allow him influence in your life to speak to you. And so, for me, it just becomes a natural, like, uh, just, no, I just. If an idea, something pops into my head, I can generally identify it, whether it's God or, or the enemy. And if it's the enemy, I'm just like, nope, goodbye. Because generally, the ideas from the enemy, I know, are not going to bless me. They're not going to prosper me. They're not going to move me forward with my family, with my wife, with my with my ministry, whatever. They just, they don't. And I'm just like, nope. Number five is... is He's asking God for a fear of him. And it's like, people, people get touchy with this one. Because I don't, I'm not afraid of God. And it's not the afraid of God that I'm talking about. It's that healthy fear of the Lord of, I want to honor him. I, wanna, I, want to, I want to give him a place in my heart where when he speaks, I listen. I think sometimes we become very, what's the word, laissez-faire? about our interactions with the Father. 
I think there's seasons of us of, of us having that ability just to be, hey, you're my dad. Like my kids will come and they'll talk and we'll, you know, lately Andrew has been, Zach, it says Zach has actually has a nine to five job. He's home for suppers. And Andrew's home for suppers. So there's generally the six of us at the table. And oh my gosh, do we laugh. And we laugh at each other. Yes, at each other. And we, we bother each other. And we, and Deanne sits there and sometimes and she shakes her head and she's like, can we just stop this line of conversation? And we're all just barely laughing. It's, it's hilarious. And there's not a lot of honor and respect coming from my kids towards me. It really, I mean, there's not a lot going for me, but we're family, right? You allow that place. So, but if I was to say, stop this now. And I had to do that last night because Deanna's not even going to the conversation. I said, guys, so far, stop. And he was like, that's a healthy fear of the Lord. That's, that's what the Father does. This is like, when the Father says, hey, focus on me. And we're like, oh, we've got something to say, or we've gone too far. It's like, that's what fear of the Lord looks like in my life. But we need that. Proverbs 1 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. We don't want to be lumped into the category of fools. Right, Dan? <laughs> it's a good word. So, praise the uh, six, number six. Praise them by faith for what he's going to show you. Now, the way this looks is like you're, you're sitting in your quiet time and you're asking the Lord to speak to you, right? This is not necessarily practical if you're walking down the street and you want, and He speaks to you and you go, oh, stop, I've got to go through. Okay, is, that was you? Oh, okay. So something in my heart? Um, is, is, okay, do I have to fear the Lord? Uh, you know, it's like this is times when we're actually practicing His presence and practicing hearing Him in our quiet times. So you sit there. And we go, okay, Father, I want to hear from you. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to thank you for this exciting time I have in your presence because I know you're going to speak to me. And that you're going to do something that's consistent with your character and you're going to speak. Right? Number seven, wait in silent expectancy, knowing that he's going to speak. One of the most frustrating times times, plural, many times that I, I have as a leader, even being in leadership and maybe going to meetings, is we're sitting around in a circle, and I remember even back in YWAM, sitting around the circle, and we wait, we had base-wide intercession, where all the staff would come together and we'd be praying for the base, and we would do some of these, these kinds of things. And then we get there and we'll be praying and we'll go around the circle. Oh, Judy. Sorry, not Judy, but Judy. Where did you get? Oh, I didn't get anything. Oh. Um, George, what did you get? Oh, I got nothing. And you go around the circle with about 15 people and there was one person who says, I think we need to pray for the starving kids in Africa. And you're sitting there and you're just, you're like, So frustrating because we're in a culture 
that he's speaking. You might need to listen. I think there's a fear that comes on us that maybe that wasn't God. And we're afraid to speak out. So the best place to practice this is on your own. When you're by yourself, that's it. On your own, Lord, you know. On your own, in, in the secret place, you say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. And as he speaks to you, things come to mind. You either write them down, or you just remember them, or you type them on your phone. That's what I do. Even during worship, I'm like, oh, I just, something will come to me in worship, and I'll just write it down, and I'll look at it later. So wait until it is spoken to you. And then in faith, number, uh, number eight is, in faith and obedience, take action to what God has brought to mind. Believing that he's spoken to you. See, Second Chronicles 20, Jehoshaphat heard from the Lord and took action on what the Lord has actually spoken to him. Oftentimes, the Lord will speak something to us and we won't do anything with it. And that's why he's not... We, we can't hear him again, right? So, Second Chronicles 20 says, After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out ahead of the army. God specifically gave them direction, and Jehoshaphat did it. There's, it's, there's a principle called the axe head principle. And it's that story of, I think it was Elisha or Elijah, I always get them mixed up. Anyway, there was a guy crying beside the uh, side of the river, and uh, the prophet said, what's up? And he's like, lost my axe head. Bummer. He says, I don't know, I can't go back to work. The boss is going to kill me. He says, well, where did you lose it? It's in the river. I didn't, long story, it doesn't matter. Elijah goes, stands by the river. can't remember if he commanded it or prayed or whatever. All of a sudden, this iron axe head floats to the surface of the river. There it is. Go get it. Go back to work. Right? So the principle is, you need to go back to the last thing that the Father spoke to you and see if it was actually something that you needed to do. Or something maybe you needed to do that you didn't, and the opportunity has passed. And so you go, oh, you know what? I missed that opportunity. So Sorry. I will be, or hoping to be, resilient or obedient the next time you speak. Again, it's relationship. Building a history of relationship with the Father. Follows up. Way to crash that plan. But I think what we need is, what we really need is just this understanding that God is speaking and that it's okay to make mistakes. I have heard his voice over and over again, and I have also heard my voice over and over again in the last 40 years, and I have made mistakes. I remember, uh, I'm, I'm, my time is gone. I'm, I just, I've made mistakes. I was going to give you a few more mistakes, but oh, I don't need to do that. <laughs> I just need to know. I'm not, no, I just want to release to you is that it's okay to practice the presence of the Father. It's okay to practice His voice. Hearing His voice, doing what He says to do, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay. Because you're going to grow from those mistakes, 
and you're going to learn from those mistakes, and you're going to be able to not make mistakes in the future because he's good, right? Let's stand. So, Father, we know you're speaking to us. No, the never-ending voice. And, Father, I pray that we would position ourselves. I ask that we would position ourselves to be in a place where we're hearing your voice louder than our voice, louder than the enemy. And we dealt with that. But we would position ourselves. And you would give us courage to walk those things out that you've talked to us about. And even when we're walking down the street or we're in our group, we have that boldness to say yes to you and yes to the things that you're speaking to us. So, Father, we just thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you that you are alive and that you're speaking and that you're not in a hurry to get us to a point, to get us to the point where we're going. Amen? Amen. All right, ministry team, come on up. For listening to our sermon of the week. Our desire is that you will be changed by the love of the Father and the power of his presence. For more information about House of Hope, visit us at www.ihope.today.